Hello and welcome to Financial Education for the Nation. My name's Warren Shute and today we're going to give you an update on the furlough scheme and how to prepare for redundancy. This episode has been sponsored by Idealo, the price comparison website. Okay, so we've had a tough 2020, haven't we? You know, it's not been easy on anyone. Some of us have been affected more than others, and very few people have prospered um, so far this year. But um, as much as I hate to say it, I'm always an optimist. I think winter is coming, um, metaphorically and obviously um, in the calendar. The furlough scheme that was put in place by Rishi Shunak, the, um, the Chancellor, has been amazing to support us through a very difficult time um, so that um, employers could retain staff and not make them redundant during times where their income had just dropped and to support self-employed individuals. And I do acknowledge there have been thousands of people who have dropped through the net but 99% of us have been protected. Um, so it's a tricky, tricky time, but that furlough scheme is changing. It changed on the 1st of August. Um, that's when the employers had to start paying towards national insurance and pension contributions for the employees. Prior to that, the government uh, met those contributions. It changes, changes again, or it changed again on the 1st of September. Um, and it changes again on the 1st of October. So 1st of September, the employer had to pay 10% towards the employee's income. And then on the 1st of October, it's 20%. And at the end of October, it comes to an end. Now, there are some sections of the economy that is recovering, <clears throat> but there are some sections that are still really, really struggling. Obviously, hospitality and travel is one right up there. We're seeing significant redundancies from the airlines and such. Um, and retail high streets um, are also um, struggling. Um, and that means redundancies are likely to increase. And if redundancies increase, then that has a negative effect on the economy. So it's a spiral, isn't it? Remember, one person's spending, the other person's income. Uh, one person's income is then spent to create somebody else's income. So it, it, we're, we're interconnected, that the economy works as a whole. We're not, we, we're not isolated, we're not individuals. Um, we are all interconnected. So when you spend money, that is somebody else's income. And that's why spending money is good, but spending other people's money isn't, um, because it keeps the economy fresh and healthy. Um, the Bank of England have forecast um, redundant uh, unemployment rate will go up to about 7.5%. Um, and the Office of Public, Respons Public Responsibility, um, sorry, the Office for Budget Responsibility, is going to estimate it goes up to about 12%. Now, they're both shy of the peaks we saw in the mid-80s, if any of you are old enough to be working then, and the mid-90s, um, pretty much when I sort of started my career. Now, I don't remember those as being very, very difficult times, Um neither really the 80s i was um going through school well i was born in 74 so i was about 10 um and then obviously the mid 90s i was working i i started as a financial planner in 1995 um so i remember interest rates being exceptionally high though um when i bought my first house i think they were around about six or seven percent um so you know that was a tricky time so um 
it, 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 it's likely to become a tricky period for many, many people. Um, and my own personal opinion is won't really see the effects of all this until we get into the new year. Um, because between now and the end of the year, typically it's a busy period for a lot of people. So people have a mental end date of the end of the December, end of the year, December 31st. They want to get things done. So if you're getting things done around your house, trade, that will all get done then. So, okay, let me get that bathroom done or let me get the kitchen finished. Let me get the, the garden sorted before the end of the year. Um, retail is busier because Christmas shopping. Um, companies often have targets and end dates focused on the end of the year. But come January, it's almost like a nothing month, isn't it? You know, we've got awful weather typically in the UK. Um, high streets are slower. Um, people don't have so much money to spend because they spent it all over Christmas. So I really think January is going to be the time um, when we're going to see more redundancies. Um, and there's an incentive scheme that was announced in the um, budget update um, whereby employers, if they keep their furloughed staff on the payroll until um, January, there's an extra £1,000 in it for them. So um, if employers are incentivized by that, they're more likely to keep them on till then and then possibly let them go. But unfortunately, I do believe we're possibly entering a period which might be challenging for a lot of people. Doesn't have to be challenging for you, but it might be. So what do we prepare for it? And that's all it's about is preparation. Um, so what can we do to prepare for things like this? Um, we've got to get financially well organized. So financially well organized doesn't mean you've got to have a lot of money. Okay, just financially well organized means you've got to get organized financially. Um, it means you've got to know what's coming in and what's going out, what you owe and what you own. Get to know Ali. Ali's your best friend. Remember, assets, liabilities, income and expenditure. So go through that and make sure that you know what's coming in. So where, you know, what money's coming in? Where's it coming from? If you lost your job, what could you do? What benefits could you potentially claim? You know, if you've got a house with a spare room, would you consider letting it out to a lodger? You know, is that an option to you? Um, if it is, why don't you explore things now to get prepared for it? Um, if you got things around the house, could you sell them? Now's a great time to start selling things on eBay, Facebook, Marketplace, um, Gumtree. I've never used Gumtree myself, but lots of people do because we're getting into Christmas. I know myself, we started listing things uh, in our own home. Um, so have a look at that and see, see what you think. Um, if there's some opportunity for there for you to get a bit of extra income coming in to support you. Expenditure, look through your expenditure now. Don't wait until you're made redundant. Look through your expenditure now and you know, ask yourself three questions. Do I need this? Do I want this? Can I get a similar experience for less? Um, so TV packages are a great example. So many people pay over £100 a month uh, for their TV package. Um, it's values. That's all it is. It's values. Do you need to pay as much for your TV package? Um, hey, if you can afford it and you've got the money coming in, why not? Just enjoy yourself. There's no problem there. As long as you're spending then you means you're saving, investing for your future. Hey, no problem at all. So income and expenditure, assets, look at your assets. How are your investments doing? Your investments should be doing quite well. Um, your investments should be doing quite well. The, all our portfolios are up year to date. Um, and I think over the last 12 months as well, um, you know, <clears throat> there's certain sectors that are not done as well, but hey, you should be doing well. And if you're not, get in touch. Let me have a shout and let me see if I can help you in any way. Um, and liabilities. Um, you know, interest rates are at 0.1. Bank of England is at 0.1%. They've never been so low. Can you get a better deal? Can they get reduced? <clears throat> um, and then set up the bank account system. Set up the bank account system so you've got one account covering all your bills 
and just one account and you've gone through each one so you know your lean as possible the idea is that all of your payments like your bills account are no more than 80 percent of your net income so if you're bringing in 100 pounds a month your bill should be 80 pounds i know you're not bringing 100 pounds but it's just round figures so people can multiply it out. So if you're bringing in a thousand pounds a month, your, all your bills outgoing should be no more than 800 pounds. And that includes your WAM, your weekly allowance. So every Wednesday, um, every week on a Wednesday, I want you to make a payment from your bills account into your personal account. Um, and that's your spending money and covers all of your variable expenditure. Okay, food shopping, so groceries, you get your hair cut, if you get some cash out at the weekend, if you put fuel in the car, covers all of your variable expenditure. So between your WAM and your household payments, that should have total about 80% of your net income, 80% of your take-home pay, your net income. Um, the split between the two generally is about 50% for the house and about 50% for the variable, but it does flex for individuals. But one of the things I had from people from the, um, the money plan book was, oh, how much should I pay myself? How much should this be? So I came up with some ratios based on pretty much what is standard norm in the profession. So Half of your income should go towards running of the house. 30% of your income should go towards yourself, your general spending, and about 20% should be retained. And that retained income, we really need to start building up an emergency reserve. So we want to start building up some cash just in case you are made redundant. Um, at least three months of your expenditure should be held on deposit. Whilst interest rates are so low, I've been recommending National Savings Investments premium bonds. I wrote that in my book three or four years ago I still do it today rates are so low um, you're not l missing out on much but there's they're guaranteed they're backed by the treasury and they are safe um, and they're there it's not an investment it's an insurance policy so that's one thing um, at least three months if you can hold more great but also investigate what your redundancy packages it works so if you're going to get made redundant and there's a large redundancy package well that could top up your uh, three months in that instance so you might have six months so you know, i'm trying to be reasonable in the real world um if money's tight then um obviously you might be able to save up six months very quickly so just go for three but um if you are able to get six then that gives you a bit more security um and then once you're financially organized and you have a clear head if redundancy comes you're more prepared for it okay so uh you, you've, you've got something in the bag if something like that should happen. So five things that you can do if you are um, presented with redundancy. Okay, if you're presented with redundancy. So first thing, speak to your employer. See if there's any negotiation on it. Now, I do respect if you work for a big company, sometimes you're just a name on a list and they've got to cut that department budget and this is how they've done it. Um, but if you work for a smaller company, could you go to your employer and say, hey, look, I really understand you're not bring, having the money come in, you're not bringing the income in, so you've got to cut costs. Would it help you if I worked less hours rather than letting me go all completely? Would it help you if I took a pay cut and stayed on the books and just did you know, the same hours? You know, what can I do to help you? Now, I know this sounds crazy, okay, because you're probably worth more than you're being paid at the moment. But something coming in like that's going to be easier for you in the short to medium term than nothing coming in. And once the economy does recover and get back to on an even keel, which it will, you know, everything will come back. It's just a just a season. Um, you're back in the door and you can then um, go back to your normal pay packet or maybe even get promoted or get compensated for taking that decision. So if you are in a company that's smaller and you are present, you are presented redundancy, 
negotiate. Just talk to them. Say, hey, look, you know, I understand why you're doing this, but is there something I can do in reciprocation to keep my job? Because I enjoy it here and I need the money, basically. So less hours, possibly take a pay cut or to keep the same hours and just ask for a, just say, you know, maybe pay me a bit less just so I stay on the books. <clears throat> it's worth asking, definitely. Um, polish up your CV. You know, polish up your CV. Get yourself ready now. So look at your CV. What have you been studying? What have you been learning? What have you been uh, contributing towards? How can you add value to employers? Okay, I was speaking to a recruitment company just this week, and he said there is more activity, more companies are looking to employ and obviously more some people are being let go so you might be changing sectors so you might be coming out of hospitality or retail and going into a sector that is actually growing um, and is doing well so have a look at that see if you can do that polish up your cv get it out there linkedin's obviously a very good place these days for people to do that i'm not a recruitment expert there are better people to speak about it than me but i did write a great piece for the sun um, and that article now is on my blog. So if you go onto that, you should be able to see that. Um, but there's some great tips on what you can and can't do. I really enjoyed writing and researching that. Um, it gave me a bit more of an insight, which I thought was great. Um, <clears throat> if you are offered or given redundancy, presented redundancy, not offered it, are you? But if you're presented redundancy, um, know your rights. You don't want to pick a fight. I, I understand that. Don't pick a fight. There's no point. He, he or she who's making redundant doesn't want to make you redundant. But let's make sure it's fair so just make sure what you've been offered is fair um the government website is a great place to go it tells you what's what's you're entitled to that kind of thing um and just make the transition fair and reasonable on both sides i think that's only uh, what can be expected um right now you could run a trial expert exercise and, and look at your benefits what benefits you could be entitled to so even before you've been very redundant you can go to a company called entitled to and when you go on there you can just say okay this is going to be my new income zero um, this is my assets liabilities this is what i've got children etc and then it'll say okay this is what your benefits that you'll be entitled to and you could then look at those and say holy smoke how am i supposed to afford to live or you could look at those and say hey great i could do that i could let that room i could sell that stuff on um, ebay or facebook i could compensate this that and the other i could do some part-time work i could do some freelancing um i could do a side hustle um and then get some stuff going that way um or you know you can start planning and thinking right now um if you are made redundant keep a healthy mind um everything happens up here first and i know it's sometimes easier said than done but you do have to keep a healthy mindset so that means looking after yourself getting yourself outside some fresh air um, i appreciate we're not going into the best time of year for that kind of thing but getting outside some fresh air even if it's miserable getting some exercise get plenty of hydration plenty of water um, and start reading feeding your mind good information so start reading some good stuff it's going to keep you upbeat. Make sure when you're watching TV, you're watching upbeat, positive stuff. Because you're programming your mind all the time. And you've really got to be careful about what you allow in. Um, because what we allow in creates our behaviours. So if we're allowing junk in, we're going to get junky behaviours on the way out. Doesn't mean you can't have a blowout and can't have a downtime and relax and enjoy yourself. Absolutely. If you enjoy doing that sort of thing, then that's great. But at a time when you might be more fragile you've really got to think of yourself and say okay 
I'm going to take this period of time and I'm going to read. So perhaps every night before you go to bed, start reading. Start setting goals, start journaling, start letting you give you know, start creating the compelling compelling vision. So step one of the, the money plan is all about goal setting and compelling vision. And I'd say right now is the best time uh, to be doing that, to take you out. I've actually just revised mine. Um, I'm working with a coach at the moment and um, that's the first thing that we did. We got together and re re reviewing the business plan, looking at the outcome, what we want to achieve, setting yourself a big, hairy, audacious goal, a bag. Um, that's like a, something really excites you. you. Say, okay, this is what I'm going to work towards. This is what I want to do. And when you're when you're coming from a position of scarcity and redundancy, you might think, how am I ever going to achieve that? But um, it, it's something to focus on. You know, when a racing car driver goes around the track, they focus where they want to go, not where they're going. Okay, and that's really important. You focus on where you want to go, not where you're going. When you focus on where you want to go, your body just twists itself and will take you there. Okay, with a bit of effort from yourself. So have a look at that. Um, if you haven't got the book, you can download the first chapter for free from the website. Um, and that covers pretty much all about the um, compelling vision and goal setting and stuff like that. Okay, so in the news. So you may have heard Apple was the first company to hit $1 trillion market cap. Blows my mind. You know, so the value of Microsoft, sorry, Apple, the value of Apple, all the shares outstanding, multiplied by the share price, equaled $1 trillion on the 2nd of August, 2018. And then within two years, it's worth $2 trillion. It doubled. So I spoke about all that doom and gloom and everything going terribly wrong and all this redundancies, that kind of thing, and didn't even mention Brexit coming up at the end of the year. And then you got Apple doubling in price over the last um, two years, within the last two years. It didn't even take two years to do that. So the race is now on who's going to hit $2 trillion next. Uh, will it be Microsoft Alphabet, which is Google's parent company, or Amazon? They're kind of the three main runners in the mix. Um, who would I go for? I'm, you know, I'm tempted to say Amazon. Um, what I run a poll? I'll run a poll after this on um, Facebook or wherever I can get it working, and uh, we'll see what other people's views are. But I think the um, Amazon is on my money. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, no, definitely. Um, <laughs> around the same time, the British government was in the news for a two trillion pound debt. So it now owes two trillion pounds. Um, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, I have these conversations with people all the time um, and I am less concerned about it than most people. And I think the reason I'm less concerned about it is interest rates are ridiculously low. So they are 0.1. Back in the financial crisis, they were three, I think, around about that level. I haven't looked, but I'm thinking about three. So you've got to factor that in that it is now a fraction. It's not even half. It's like a tenth. It's less than a tenth of the price it costs to service that debt now than it did then. Okay. Um, so it's cheap. It's cheap, cheap, cheap money. Um, humans, families, individuals have a focus on repaying their debt because their income stream generally reduces when they get to retirement. So you're in the working stage of your life, you're in accumulation stage, you're investing, you're earning money, you're borrowing, you're buying assets, you're growing your worth because you know there'll come a stage between roughly 55 and roughly 70 when you will retire. And when you retire, your income from employment or self-employment or your business stops 
and then you rely on the assets you've generated to cover your lifestyle going into retirement. Governments don't have that. You know, governments don't have that. Governments just have a you know, continuity through life. Now, I do appreciate it goes up and down because workforces, demographics, there'll be a larger cohort of people working during certain times and lower cohort of people working during less times. And that's why they flex it with taxes um, and things like that, but <clears throat> and borrowing. But that income's never going to stop unless you think civilization is going to finish. Unless you think people are going to stop paying taxes altogether, they're always going to receive income. So they need to service that debt, but they don't, in my opinion, have to pay it off. Now, you might, I might have lost massive credibility with so many of you on that one, but hey, this is an open forum for us discussion. So the UK um, total debt is now rear two trillion pounds. So in the news for a different thing, but um, interesting all the same. So a couple of uh, viewers questions uh, this week. Um, I have been told I will be made redundant. What should I do? Should I, do? I have no idea. Um, hey, my thoughts are with you. Get organized, okay? Don't allow yourself to go down in the dumps. Get up. If you're feeling down dumps, go out and exercise. Go out for a run. Go and do a class. Put some good music on. Dance around. You have to feel good. When you feel good, you make better decisions. When you feel mucky, shitty, whatever language you want me to use, um, you, fit, you make similar decisions, okay? You have to feel good. The things that make you feel good are moving your body. Moving your body creates endorphins in your body. So clap your hand, jump around, put some great music on that links to a time with fond memories. Once you're in a good state, you've got a good physical state, you then make good decisions. You can then take actions that will move you towards something. But if you're down in the dumps and you're saying to yourself internally, oh my God, it always happens to me. Why me? This, that, and the other. It's not going to be very helpful for you long term or even the short term making decisions so get yourself in a good state make yourself feel good and then start saying to yourself hey how do i want to live the rest of my life because it is your decisions not your conditions that will shape your future it's the what you decide to do not what your environment is surrounding trust me i've been in some really tough situations in the past been in some quite i would say dark places but places that have been challenging and it was the decision and the focus where I want to go that's allowed me to move forward and where I am today. And that's what I say to you. Get yourself moving, get yourself in a good state, okay? Decide what it is you want to do. Go through chapter one of the money plan. What's your compelling vision? What's your outcome? What are your goals? What things? And then you have to take consistent, regular action on those. So it might be that you need to learn a new skill, a new trade. Um, there's a national career service that you can tap into. Um, Google that and they'll be able to help you get into a new trade. Learn something, but Take action, take action, okay, um, and learn a new skill. Uh, next question we had come in was, how much money should I have as an emergency fund and where should I keep it? Kind of covered this earlier in the um, podcast, but what I would say is at least three months of your expenditure, at least, definitely no less than that, three months of your expenditure, um, and then preferably six. But what you'll find is um, if you've got a redundancy package, if you're employed and you know what your redundancy package is, you can maybe add that on. Um, so it kind of compensate too. And I would hold it in National Savings Investments Premium Bonds. I wouldn't worry about deposit accounts. They're paying virtually nothing. And the great thing about them is it's backed by the Treasury. So you know it's guaranteed. Okay, and it's slightly out of arm's reach too. That's where I keep mine. Okay, Smarter Spender, the last section of the day. Smarter Spender is basically spending money is not bad. Spending other people's money, i.e. money you don't have, is, i.e. on a credit card of borrowing. 
But if you've got your bank account system set up, you've got money coming in, you've allocated about half of it towards your bills, and you've got roughly um, 30%, a third of it, um, to your general spending, covers all your things. You've got to live, you've got to enjoy life. This life is not a continuum. You know, we've got an end date and it's coming. So let's have fun, let's enjoy it, but let's do this consistently over time, not just have a big blowout and then repay it back for the rest of our life. So what's what I want you to do is buy smart, so shop smart. So Idelo sponsor this um, podcast and the YouTube and everything else. Um, and the reason we use them is because I use them, the kids use them, it's a great site. So um, you can find on there PS4 games are 10% cheaper than they were last week. Um, vacuum cleaners are 12%. You only buy those when you really need one, right? You don't go out looking for those, surely. Um, but drills were down 18%. And the thing, the reason I'm telling you this is I want you to realize that prices aren't always consistent. They don't always go up. They flex, they go up and down. Um, so if you search around, you can get good deals. And what the idea is, is that you, you with Idealo, you can even set price limits and it alerts you when the price is gonna hit that level. <laughs> so it's ideal, it's really, really good. Um, Hey, Christmas is not far away, okay? I'm recording this at the beginning of September. So we're gonna have September's pay packets at October, November. You're probably not gonna get December's pay packet before you need to start doing your Christmas shopping. And the fizzy stuff is cheap, cheap, cheap at the moment. So it's down about 43%. So champagne, sparkling wines, that kind of thing. Um, I'm not a lover of champagne, but um, I do uh, have a glass at Christmas and things. It's down 43%. So, hey, great. Let's get in there. Hopefully wine's down a bit cheaper. Have a look at that too. Um, and then um, big brand accessories. Um, my kids love, uh, or my daughter loves Kanken, um, day packs, the bags. Uh, they were down 23%. Um, and New Balance trainers were down 21%. So kids have probably gone back to school now, um, but still they go through these things very quickly. So it's worth just having a look and making sure that you're getting the best deals. So hopefully you've enjoyed today's podcast um if you have please give me some feedback i'll run a poll about the um <clears throat> second two trillion dollar company and see uh, see what you think but if you have any questions please send them in to me warren at warrenshoot.com uh, like me on social media subscribe to the channel and do all the things that you normally do and what i want to say is thank you so much for listening um i'm gonna clock out now and i'll see you next week